0: Alright, let's kick this off. So Natural Born Killers. Uh, I don't even remember why we picked this movie. I think it was I like don't the, know either. <laughs> like what, either. what was old and what we wanted yeah. to rewatch again. I think maybe that's something I had brought up. But uh, yeah. yeah. I hadn't watched this movie since I think rented it maybe like right after I graduated, so probably a year after the movie had come out. So oh, okay. maybe it was so like when it first lo- came out, like on, time, on VHS. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but uh first thing I want to get is just kind of a quick uh, recap or review or impressions from those who is the first time watching it. So we want to start with Jamie. This kind of quick, like first impressions. We'll go around the table and,
1: yeah, sure it. thing. Um, my first impression. I mean, I always love Matt Damon. He's a pretty good actor, and you know when he, um, you know he gets the job at Conagra and the price. Are, you guys watch Natural Cornbillers, right? <laughs> but Steven Soderbergh. Oh no, oh, Natural yeah. born, born Killer. Born. Oh, there it is. Um, I, I Come honestly, on. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, it was. I'm, I'm not foreign to art films, I guess, but this one still caught me by surprise. I, I it just the IMDb description doesn't really prepare you what you're in store for right i think talking to you chad helped you said there's animated sequences so i knew it wasn't gonna be you know standard fare but um yeah i i guess i'm still processing um it was certainly interesting and i i one of my notes here is snakes mating. That was the, one of the things I thought of because oh, right, yeah. the wedding scene, yeah. right, the ceremony. On yeah, the or just like actual snakes in the wild, you yeah. know, because it's colorful and weird, and you don't know what's going on, and like you're kind of glad you saw it, but you never want to see it again, kind of <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's like the 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 intro to like
2: adaptation like adaptation like you're like the first time you see that like what did i just see (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i'll never be able to not
1: see that yeah so i'm still processing but i'd love to hear what chris thought for his first impression
2: yeah so i watched it for the first time on friday so just a couple days ago um one of the things that like just to throw it out there the the poster itself is so iconic like Just seeing bald Woody Harrelson was always, like, I don't know, in, like, those, like, round frame red glasses that he rocks. Like, I've always been really intrigued to see the movie. And I think that's a reason why I think we probably all agreed, like, oh, yeah, like, either it had something meaningful for you um, when it first came out. Or I just for me, I feel like that that poster in and of itself is just so iconic. Um, But I... It was a really interesting viewing experience. I hated the first 45 minutes. Like, it was just so weird. Like, the car scenes were, like, really, like, unique where you could just tell they were, like, tra- like transposed. And I feel like the, oh, yeah. Yeah. the weird, like, sitcom thing with, like, Rodney Dangerfield and, like, all of that, like, leading it. Um, and I also feel like there was, like, very little, like, narrative and dialogue for, like, your favorite. Which is, like, something that I really need in, from a movie. <laughs> yeah, so I need for somebody me, to talk to <laughs> like, I, I need I need some build-up here. Um, but I thought, yeah, so I just thought, like, some of those things were really, really strange. And the way that, like, yeah, they mirrored some of that, like, animation stuff, which I really like. I don't know if any of you have seen Dangerous Lives of the Altar Boys, but they do a really cool job where they mirror what's going on in, um, like, currently in, like, the kids' lives with, like, what's going on in, like, this, like graphic novel poster uh that they're kind of creating in it's a really cool like play um in my eyes but like it just none of it was making sense to me um where i first really started enjoying the movies when they finally got to the prison and like when they caught them in some of the the conversations between the warden and bringing in um the news reporter with with robert jr yeah wayne which his accent oh my gosh yeah why is he australian do we know but um yeah it was it was a really unique experience and like this would not be a rewatchable for me it's not one that i would be like oh man i'm gonna go back and watch again and again like it's a kind of a one and done yeah i don't know what do you guys remember from your first experiences watching this movie
3: uh, probably the first time i watched this i probably i don't know i was probably stoned yeah jealous that, i think, freaking, I think you know, actually like we
0: had taken acid or what we thought was well,
3: acid. yeah i think somebody had i, I knew people <laughs> that did that too at that point but
0: it's which i don't think I, I probably watched like the first 15 minutes of the movie
3: so to not dumb it down to that but yeah. i think it's uh it's the movie was just a total onslaught, so you're just like you you really uh there there's not much of a story in the first forty five mm-hmm. minutes. I think mm-hmm. that is the most nonlinear part of the whole movie, yeah. but once they get to prison, then it's like linear yep it's they're talking more there's because there's so much that you know I saw that would happen in the you know beginning of this movie that There's uh it's there's so much imagery and imagery is being used to uh show like their feelings and thoughts at the same time, you know, at different, you know, different ways. He's using this uh visual tapestry to actually do that. And that's what I caught up or that's what I saw in the beginning back in the 90s, but the driving force of a lot of this was the music, and it was a lot of the music that I was into at that time Mm -hmm. and some of it i still like to this day like nine inch nails and raging on the machine those were nine inch nails was prevalent it introduced me to a lot of other musicians like leonard cohen
0: yeah, this movie introduced and me. to Yeah, even like L
3: seven, like... I didn't know much about L seven, but you know the the song Shitlist, yeah. which they use, I noticed notice twice, yeah, you know. But like I didn't that... know who they were, you know, at that time. So it was kind of opened me up to a lot of different music, and I think I appreciated it more for that because the story seemed to be pretty simple to me. It's just that you know they loved each other and they just you know went on this killing spree after killing their her dad and mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's kinda how I thought of it back in the nineties.
1: And yeah. I'm curious too, as a often in my younger years, viewer <laughs> of certain films under certain substances, did did it enhance I mean seriously, does it did it enhance your viewing experience? You did, know, it, did it meet you on your level? I don't level think or? it did.
3: I don't I you know, there's many times where I've heard people, you know, even using the the movie Pink Floyd the Wall, Oh, you gotta see it on acid or you gotta see it high or something. I've I found that these movies, it didn't matter. It's just, it is what it is, you know? Maybe, I didn't think it enhanced it any to me, but... Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I never felt that way either. Okay. Actually, I feel like I got more out of the film sober. I think so, too. Because if I'm, like, higher, like, like watching a movie under influence, I feel like I'm so, like, distracted by, like, what I'm thinking. Like, I can't really focus on the movie anyway, but... So that's all I remember is like the first few times I seen it, I think I was probably just baked, you know, mm-hmm. but the soundtrack is the thing that kind of s- stuck out to me too, like throughout the years. And, but just my curiosity of going back to this movie, um I think it's just, it is like a fucking art film, <laughs> you yeah. know, at least like they the are. first half of it is yeah. Um just like the imagery, imagery that's portrayed. But I did like the, uh like the sitcom scenes and like, the the thing I was reading about the Dangerfield skits, like he, he like ad libbed, <laughs> like those lines. Yeah. The lines <laughs> they that were like so character. terrible. Yeah. they were like so strange, <laughs> so bad. Like she's not going to see my face for an hour. i <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, yikes. What were you? But, uh, what were you guys all taking from the black and white sequences? Like when it would like slowly like cut black and white, be
0: black and white for 15, 20 seconds, cut back to color. Like no, with everything there was like cutting. It's like, there's all these different filters that it cause it's always like red. Yeah. The whites, the black and whites. Yeah. It always seems like too like a lot, when a lot of the times that when it was on like Mickey, yeah, it always be like red. Then Mallory was like, always had like the light shining on her. Mm-hmm. It's almost like she was kind of like still like this innocent character. Cause she's taking like, yeah. she's like this, I'm guess like underage character. And you got mm-hmm. Mickey's like this older guy. Kind of uh, taking her and like then they go on this killing spree. Yeah. But that's kind of how I was like reading into it. But yeah. that's something I didn't really focus on until I was like watching it like mm-hmm. the second time. Well, yeah. they're
1: flashbacks, aren't they? If I remember right, the black and white. Were they? I just, I, the only ones I can think of are when he's a little boy. Yeah, when you
0: say that. Yeah, because yeah, like with his mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it's like when she's remembering too, like parts of it, like with her dad. Yeah. when She's like driving, leaves like the hotel room and drives out and like yeah. gets the auto shop boy. Yeah. On the car.
3: One thing that, you know, with the black and white uh, scenes, the diner scene always, with the black and white in that scene, it doesn't play like a flashback. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. You're, right. Not no. wrap yeah, my you're head, right. I could not wrap my head around how he was using that in that instance. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's more of like a, a point of view. You know where the 35 millimeter, you know, just straight up camera work was like what actually is going on, but I wonder if that black and white wasn't being used as a point of view from one of them. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. If there, there must have been yeah. some key that he was using, you know, yeah. to like differentiate. But I don't know what that was. Yeah, because I was point. feeling, I was feeling. But like, yeah, you're right about that.
2: Yeah, flashbacks. there was some of the flashback stuff, yep, exactly. but I feel like there was more to it where like I wasn't being able to connect all the dots of like why like it wasn't only flashbacks like there was more. And um, yeah, I found that really, really interesting. And I think going back to like the stuff that you were talking about with the music, like I was also really like surprised at like how like how music was used and like, just again, like a very like unique, like alternative playlist. (laughs) Like I think of, you know, modern day, like everybody talks about like baby driver and how baby driver was like this amazing like soundtrack or even guardians of the galaxy having an amazing soundtrack. Like I feel like for the music that you were into and and the music that I'm into, like that was really fun to hear a very like alternative
1: and very unique soundtrack to uh, a movie. Well, and jumping off of that, that was the first point too. Like you said, Chris, the first forty-five minutes, I'm, I'm not with these people. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I, you know, I do not want to see them keep going. But then at the end, when he pulls out the shotgun in the, um, the final scene, the escape, and I think mm-hmm. it is it Bomb Track that they're playing. I can't remember which Rage song it is, but I think I think it might have been Bomb Track. Yeah. Yep. That was the first point where I was like, oh, all right,
2: Woody, let's yeah. go. And did they have Killing in the Name of at the very beginning, too?
1: I thought, yes. I thought they had two... I think yep. they had two, two rage... rage yeah. yeah.
2: And I thought the first one was Killing in the Name of at the very beginning. So, like, after
0: the Leonard Cohen, like... Because it doesn't open with Leonard Cohen? It's yeah, like no, the, it's the desert
2: like scene? Yep. Yeah, no, it's oh, after. It I'm sorry, is, it's yeah. after yeah. that. Yeah. I I want to say it's like... Right before, right after, like, the sitcom vignette. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that off the top of my head. Yeah. I did appreciate, I thought it was really funny, just having um, Woody Harrelson's character come in with just, like, a huge, like, huge thing of, like, meat that's just, like, <laughs> dropping on the floor. <laughs> and, like, I did really enjoy that. I thought that was kind of funny. Do you like
3: meat? Yeah. <laughs> <What's laughs> <he just> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know- Then they steal steal the dad's car. Where's his car? How did he 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 get get that? He walked. (laughs) So there's butcher shops right around the corner. He's from Minneapolis. He (laughs) rode his bike. (laughs) 50 pounds of meat. Yeah. But do you... Okay, so since I I pretty much grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, uh, the sitcom part that actually meant something to me the mm-hmm. way that they parodied that. And yeah. that was uh I I felt like it was a sort of like a happy days or Laverne and Shirley, you know, that yeah, era. Definitely. For mm-hmm. sure. That. And you know, yeah. and they're was, trying uh, to
2: like per, like turn it turn it on its head, right? Like trying to perverse it by saying, Hey, like we're gonna do it in this way that is like I think generally those kind of shows know. had like really positive like connotations and positive messages and like they're supposed to be a little bit campy and those kind of things you think about um and they they perverse it in the idea of like they're making you know rodney dangerfield's character really gross and like a sexual predator and like a a pedophile and like sexual like sexualizing his daughter and stuff like that so there i i recognize why like the purpose of it and i think that it like it did what it was Meant to do, but it just, it was still strange for me. Like it just, it, like, I, like it gave me a feel of um, trying to think the Johnny Depp movie, uh, not room diaries, Gilbert Grape no <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. pirates uh, of the hunter, caribbean no hunter thompson hunter s thompson was oh, th- fear and, and loathing yeah like it gave Las me like Vegas. a fear and loathing like like the oh. like, the acid scene yeah the acid <laughs> so scene was like sweet, the, the yeah. like with the ga- alligator no. or whatever like yeah. like that's what like the no. first like hour of this movie felt it was just like it was all over the board it was just like yeah yeah
0: i was kind of getting the feeling though of I had the idea of, like, we're kind of flipping through, like, channels on a TV, though, because, mm-hmm. like, you get that a lot, the imagery of, like, yep. the television all the time and, like, the yep. flipping. And, like, once in a while, you get, like, the snow screen mm-hmm. and, like, the quick flashing images. Yeah. And as, like, they're um in, like, the hotel room, too, like, as they're watching, like, he's watching, like, television on the bed. It's, like, I don't know. It's, like, Live, Night of the Living Dead or something that's playing on TV and, yeah. like, in the background. In the, in, the in the window. In the window. It's, like, the scenery with, like, the wolf and it kind of is, like... Then it gets kind of brought back later in the movie when he talks about like you know like I'm just like an, I'm a predator you know mm-hmm. I'm a natural born killer and like and whatever like that was all like that imagery was kind of tying into like that's
2: the best scene in the movie for me
0: the hotel room scene with no or, I, I thought you were talking at, about, oh at the end with the you, interview with Roman yeah I Vail. thought you were talking about the interview yeah
2: because like. You know. I thought like that scene like a the way that like Woody Harrelson played it like he just he just did amazing in that like you could kind of see the slow build you could see like he was really like methodical with his like ideas and thoughts um but it was really interesting I feel like um robert downey jr like again like talk about overacting for me like how like he seemed like so even keel like the first two questions then all of a sudden like it just flipped for him and then he got like really aggressive and i didn't there was no build up to that for me there wasn't like you didn't see him like toying with his emotions or like trying to like sort through it it was just like all of a sudden now i'm angry (laughs) at like what you're saying and that was like really strange but i thought i thought the questions like that entire scene i thought was one of the best
3: like, cut the bullshit, you know? Yeah. You, you know, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Then Wayne Gale, like, turns yeah. into, like, yeah, he wants to be, he's like. He's all of a sudden a rabid Batman. dog, <laughs> like, out of nowhere. You like, that kind of feeds his idea, well, though, like, well, through his show, he's, like, always, like, you know, yeah. sensationalizing these serial yeah. killers. Yeah. You know, like, it's kind of like he's, like, a wannabe. Like, he wants to get as close as he can to get to that moment. And, like, yeah. you know, it kind of flips the switch when uh Woody's character does like the I'm just a natural born killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think we're all circling the voyeuristic aspects of it with the you know screens on screens and we're yeah. looking in and you know as the audience um I remember that commercial like I'm thinking of the Coca-Cola polar bears yeah. cuz I was Coca-Cola was very you displeased yeah. with
0: or how we were going to know
3: what that was from yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, I think I was 4 or 5 when this actually came out and I didn't recognize a whole lot of the imagery but that one was very yeah, mm-hmm. very distinct uh i was
0: reading that um coca-cola thought that the polar bear scene was supposed to be in a scene where tom lee jones is watching the super bowl and the polar bear commercial comes out not the interview th- with mickey
3: right <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently that uh, that whole interview scene was uh uh, inspired by Geraldo Rivera interviewing Charles Manson oh. in prison. Yeah, and uh, basically Manson just played him like a fiddle. Geraldo was trying to be tough against him, but Manson was just steamrolled right over him. Hmm. I, didn't so that. Did I. I, didn't I didn't know, it. know. Be something that. Did you, yeah, did, try, did you try looking was, for that? Like, is there I, like a, I found it yeah. in. Uh, it was uh, some random web page that I found it on. Yeah, I yeah. probably could. Did,
0: see could you find the video that, though? Like,
2: like, oh, the that part, yeah, video, like, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. That would be did
3: interesting. You watch that? I don't know. I think go back out. and
0: watch that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading that they also like wanted to try to get Geraldo to play the Wayne Gale. Oh, really? Character, but that wouldn't have been as good. I don't think. Nah, I think. <laughs> I think no. Yeah, you know,
3: and I, I do you think he was parroting? Geraldo Rivera? I don't know, nowadays. Yeah, you know, I haven't he seen studied him in so long. Oliver but... Stone
0: told him to study Geraldo and some um, some other guy that was on A Current Affair. Mm-hmm. Remember that show at all? Current Affair. Current affair. But that's how like the yeah. maniac, American Maniacs <laughs> yeah. logo thing was kind of parodying the... the- yeah there is there but there the, was several the, of the, the current of guy style. i guess was australian so i think oh, that's where okay. the australian oh, know, accent came in too. but oh, heavily sure. influenced by geraldo
1: yeah huh this suddenly makes tropic thunder a lot funnier for me too because Downey's australian in that movie what <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's playing the he australian actor australian <laughs>
2: The only thing, that's like, it's not, it's not so good. It's not, yeah, <laughs> plus no, he's in pretty over the top. It is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a huge like oh. backlash because of the yeah, yeah. Downey doing blackface. Um, yeah. so I'm like, I'm trying to like kind of rationalize like why would they would have, like, Wayne go so over the top with like the emotion piece of that, and like also like having very little buildup. And the only thing that I can think of is like trying to make it more, uh. Like a, a stronger change when he ends up then like kind of getting his hands dirty per se like as he's like starting to like he gets a gun he starts like killing the cops and like I'm fucking alive. yeah like yeah. and so like I think they're maybe trying to like really like make him a really just individual or seemingly just in the interview to like show how far someone falls or even potentially how how like just in intransparent transparent that was or like just how he maybe isn't as just as he thought he would be when the time came
1: to it. And I think they were maybe trying to make that fall look a little bit bigger. I don't know. I would agree with that because I, what I kept thinking of too is there's that line between fascination and interest. And then how do you cross over? It's, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. hard to tell. I, I was thinking about um the new Ted Bundy tapes, that is on Netflix now, and people seem to be grabbing a hold of him watching. And yeah. there's a fascination with him, as you know, the way some people are interested in the Marvel Universe or mm-hmm. whatever. And That always
2: fascinates me.
1: But the thing that I find, like, so
2: strange about that, like, the fascination right now with the the Bundy tapes is, like, nobody's talking about the content. They're talking about, like, oh, wow, Ted Bundy was hot. (laughs) Like, that's the thing that, like, like, no one's talking about the content of the actual conversations, but more so, like, that... He's just an attractive dude. Oh, that's
1: just it. There's like internet Ted Bundy fan fiction, and yeah. which blows me away because, like you just said, you don't understand this guy. Then right. <laughs> you missed yeah. the entire
2: thing. You miss the entire point of what they're going for.
1: Yeah. So is that like done,
0: is that like a docu series? Is it? It's on Netflix. It like, yeah. Like documentary, or is it actually like?
1: No, it's like actual it, documentary. I think mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the reporter, but he got hours of yeah. interview footage with bondi over and i haven't seen it so i, yeah, I can't I say it specifically
2: either. when i'm curious if it's done in like episodes or if it's like a, a regular documentary movie where it's like a full length like you know 90 minutes 200 minutes something like that 200 is it- minutes is way too long yeah.
3: is this videotape
1: or is it audio tape i and again, I'm speaking know. out of turn because I don't know either. I think it's audio, yeah. but I think they have stock footage. Okay. I think, and probably some interviews. Yeah, too. they probably do, I
3: suppose. Yeah, but it's also huh.
1: setting up that new Zac Efron movie where he's mm-hmm. playing Ted. When, which again, I think is playing with that line because yeah. we know Zac Efron is one of the most beautiful people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And
0: what is he playing?
1: Ted Bundy. Yeah, he's, oh, let makes- he's like been cast as Ted Bundy in
0: a movie. So it'd be interesting to see like how he is like portrayed then in this mm-hmm. movie like versus like you know
3: real life re- yeah. right yeah
0: I feel like you should which it always seems to be changed now like to you know part of the scripts gonna be changed where gonna be like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. There's gonna be some <laughs> <laughs> some changes made, you know. Like,
2: no, no, no. They're called liberties, liberties, liberties that's taken. That's okay, that, that w- changes that's, their that's liberties. That's the word. I was I'm
1: Brian May, and I have some edits.
0: <laughs> oh man, what else do I want to talk about? I don't know. Pray tell, Chad. Pray, pray tell. tell. Pray tell. Pray tell. Um,
3: so th- yeah go ahead oh, go i was ahead. gonna say uh in the diner scene then anyone else catch that owen was there
0: yeah owen was there and owen is uh, no way he yeah, yeah he's there he fades away
3: That's all, how, he fades away which was
0: this. very and he's strange. also in yeah i think not too long after that there's another scene where it's like where it does like the quick flash and there's like a guy going like like making the crazy face and it's like the red light again. Yeah, it's like, like a him like too. a demon. That's him Basically,
3: a yeah. demon. What's his
0: name scene. again? Owen.
1: Owen. Yeah. Like double shotgun in the prison. Owen. Yeah. yeah. Owen.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's in the diner, but it's only he's just sitting there reading a paper, and all of a sudden he just, just vanishes. kind of fa- fa- Yeah. So Stone, it, in an interview, calls him like Mickey Mallory's guardian, guardian angel, angel slash demon. Yeah. Hmm. So. And he was in another scene in the prison, too. He was a janitor. And oh, uh, skagnetty and uh, the warden just walked Fucking by Skagnetti. him, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yep, Skagnetti. <laughs> I read your book. Every What did he say? The whole thing? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, someone's just sitting there, you know, and he just looks right at the camera, too. And he's you know got his mop, and he's got the mop bucket there, and just looks right at the camera, and then that's the scene's done, and...
1: Dang it, Lee! You're making me want to rewatch so it, it, and weird. I don't want to rewatch this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had did to anyone, do this twice. Did anyone like, like, kind
0: of... watch, have, oh, like watch like watch this by themselves, or like watch this with like their partner in the room? Or <laughs> no, I watched it by myself. Yeah, I think. Do <laughs> you feel like you're glad that you watched this by yourself? Well, Ashley would never watch this. But...
2: At, yeah, Ashley would never watch a movie like this. <laughs> um... But am I glad I watched it by myself? Yes and no. So like the yes part is that I feel like I don't want to like I don't want somebody else to like kind of throw shade on like what I'm thinking or like influence me. Um, So like the idea to just be able to like sit there, watch it on my own, kind of form formulate my own ideas and thoughts before I like before coming here and like without Mm. having anybody kind of. Um, Exposed me to their ideas prior. I think is really good, but there like there are so many times where I feel like watching this movie with like a group of people could be really fun, especially if you made a drinking game out of it. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I think this would have been yeah. like a good movie though if we were able to like all watch, watch it once together. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think it would be really interesting to have hear other people's takes in the moment. But I also think right. like it would be fun. Just I I would be poking fun at this movie like half. Half the time, and I just feel like there could be some really like good like one-liners.
0: Right, I think what could have probably made this movie better is if like the whole like first half of the movie probably could have been made like a fifteen-minute yes. sequence, <laughs> and still like have gotten like everything that you wanted to portray to your your audience yeah. and, like could have been done in like the same amount of time. <laughs> it's like he had he had all this he's like i can't cut any of this
2: (laughs) don't you doesn't that make you think though like like knowing like how like a movie is made and like the process like they have so much footage like how did like how is that what they were okay with or like knowing like how long it is like what did they cut (laughs) like they're like nope this doesn't make it
3: right that's the thing that i'm curious to know is what was cut T- technically, stories. they said they did 2,500 to 3,000 cuts just to get the original edit yeah. that they sent to the board. And then the board kept sending it back to them. You got to cut more out of here, you know? Mm. You gotta, they, and they eventually had to cut like 150 scenes out of it.
2: What was this movie rated, by the way? Because I'm thinking like...
3: Well, in the theater, it was R. It was R. Really? The, the
2: director's cut is unrated? Just unrated, right? yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. I feel like knowing when this movie came out and like... It seems like a really violent movie. I would have expected like an NC-17. I think just that's like just it, from a violent standpoint
3: for sure it was that yeah. originally. When did NC-17? Yeah.
0: When did that rating like that, that could have been around was the that time early
3: or, 90s maybe? Yeah. I mean I don't I wanna, know. You, you that, were, yeah. you,
2: were you were you saying like when did it come out cuz did it it came didn't out come out with the original ones that came out after like like in the 90s? What's that? The NC-17 rating?
3: It probably came on. Is it like
2: a newer, it's yeah. like a newer rating per yeah. se? Okay.
3: Yeah, very few films get it, you know, especially one like this where they were, they wanted it to be in every theater. Yeah. You know, they, a lot of theaters probably wouldn't have picked it up if it was MCE-17. Yeah. That's just, you know, my guess. It's kind of like spread. the death nail. <laughs> like it's... It, it that could that be, you know. Gonna, or you it'll know. just keep yeah. it at
0: like a some indie you know. movie-like yeah, Sundance kind yeah. of thing or
2: something. I'm, I'm incredibly surprised that that movie is not wasn't NC-17. Like yeah. I just thought, like it was incredibly violent for an an R movie, and like albeit there's like no nudity or anything like that, but I, just the violence alone. You so there
1: there, internet from Wikipedia, X was replaced by NC-17. Uh, films such as Midnight Cowboy, 1969, Clockwork Orange, 1971. Mm. Um, however. Uh, pornographic films often self-applied the non-trademark X rating so there was a bit of confusion there whether this was just material that was far too strong for you know young teenage audiences or if it was actual porn and it also lists Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer which is another uncomfortable film Uh, The Cook, The Thief His Wife and Her Lover are all the ones that are mentioned here thank you Wikipedia
0: Did it say like when it was introduced? What
1: year? that i'm having a hard time nailing down
2: speaking of uncomfortable movies have has anybody seen um larry clark's bully
0: Mm-mm. yes
2: that is like one of the most uncomfortable yeah like that is one of the most <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortable movies i've i've seen it's just
0: that i feel like that movie is like random parts of rural america across all of our nation
2: yeah i feel like like that was his like that was his shtick too like he did like kids he did um yeah
0: oh yeah that's right yeah he did ken park i'm trying did he... i think bully though is really because it's like the trailer park ohio kids right yeah like the meth yep yeah movie is i think that's probably the most disturbing movie i've ever seen
1: what's it called one bully, more bully? bully. no no
0: is it bully Oh, I'm thinking. I'm bull. I'm thinking of another fucked up movie. (laughs) Bull is the one about the Florida kids, right? They all like murder their friend. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's fucked up though, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They like. Yeah. I mean, spoiler. I can't. (laughs) Spoiler. Right. Spoiler alert. God. That's the whole entire basis of the movie, yeah. right? It's not like you're waiting like, oh my god, I can't believe they killed their friend. Basically,
2: yeah. a pack of naive teenagers conspire to murder a mutual friend's who aggressive demeanor has proved too much.
0: 2001.
2: Now As, I can't uh,
0: remember the name of the movie that I was thinking about. Is it Gummo? The- Gummo, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, that movie's fucked up too. Yeah, man. that movie is. Quickly adds <laughs> both
1: to Netflix Q
0: yeah is would that be on netflix it was for a long was time
2: it? yeah yeah it was for a long time it still might be <laughs>
0: it's it's so gross there's this one scene where it's like like a brother there's like some weird incest stuff yes. i thought in this movie too where he's like listening like through the bathroom door and like pinching his nipple, <laughs> and, shaking and, pinching his nipple. and i think like masturbating some fucked up. Yeah. You don't actually see it, you know. You just oh, kinda, sure. you kind of get what he's doing, but yeah. you definitely see the the nipple pinching part. Yeah. Is that what they call a Gummo? I don't know. Must be. <laughs> I did some <do> internet <laughs> a research. A taken from Gumby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a tough topic. Yeah. Yeah. What it's else? Grass. What else do you, uh, do folks want to chat about?
1: I actually wanted to hit on uh, Tom Sizemore, Skag Skagnetty what a fucking creature right play. he's Wait, pretty before gross we get out of there
0: though, is there like i didn't get any feeling of like anybody i was rooting for through this entire movie at all
1: well it's funny right? you bring that up because the only time i felt that and i didn't feel it for size more but what happened was he tells the story about his mom getting shot and i took that to be the university of texas austin shooting yeah. and it made me think of has anyone seen tower that no, documentary. I like haven't.
0: done like a uh, the animation. Like, yeah. Done, like kind of mixed it. No, mm-hmm. I haven't. It's incredible.
1: Really it's one of the best movies I've ever seen, bar none. Definitely one of top five documentaries, no question. But that was, you know, it made me, and I didn't want to mix my feelings for his character with that movie. But that was the one, you know, because I couldn't figure out. They referenced Manson and, um, oh, Bundy and, so I'm trying to anchor myself with these real world killers or anything that's, you know, really going on, but that was the one that pulled me out and was like, oh, I can actually like feel bad for this guy. He immediately changed my mind. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nice. That's uh that was the uh, Skeek net bit.
1: Yeah.
3: It's interesting during that scene while he's explaining that Prisoners are coming up to the warden, wanting to air grievances, and the wardens just basically push up, <laughs> sorry, pushing them out. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, and just and they you can see their lips moving, but you can't hear them. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing coming out of their mouths, mm-hmm. and you know sca- yeah. You know, and then the warden has got. There's some other things that go on where there's some visual images of. You see that he's like listening, but not really. It's just it's very bizarre. But, yeah, he's very graphic with what was going on and why he's a cop, basically, in that scene. And it was, was it Charles Whitman? Was he the shooter? I th- yeah. I think he was because yeah. uh, they actually, when they were showing, like, Ted Bundy and some of these other serial killers, it must have been the in American, one of the American main, maniacs. maniacs. Yeah, they, Charles, like he was one of them. Yeah. yeah, he was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that was that was a real guy. So that's right. You know.
1: that's interesting about him swatting away the inmates. Though I mean, obviously it comes to a head at the very end. He, you know, yeah. can't focus on the big picture. No, <laughs> and but I didn't yeah. remember that.
3: Yeah, interest. That's the Warden is. Uh... The warden knows he's basically on borrowed time. As they even say, it's at 200% capacity. And I mean, it's just, it's just basically a powder keg. Powder right keg, yeah. <laughs> well, right, yeah. That's, that's what he well. says, too. Then, yeah. he, oh,
0: yeah. then in the interview, Mickey does his Natural Born Killers you know. speech, right? Then it just blows up. And it, just, like, it was like, I think it's like lard. You know, lard, in yeah. In the background. Yeah, it's just in like the background. <laughs> just explodes yeah. in violence. But. You know. Yeah, I think they
2: did a really good job of not. Like making any character likable, like every single character is and just oh, it's a
0: fucking scumbag. Yeah, They're
2: just <laughs> no all of like them. redeeming. Yeah, like qualities. Like yeah, in any in any of the characters, like I was like even trying to be like, oh, like, what about like what about Mallory's mom? Like she's not in it for very long, but like again, like she like she just ignored like all the shit that was going on with like with her dad and like yeah, there's like not a single likable person in this. What about Kevin? Who's Kevin? Kevin. Her little brother. You're
1: finally free, Kevin.
2: Oh, Is it
1: her little brother?
0: I think it's her son. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: (laughs) Right? You mean Mallory's my mom? Mom? (laughs) (laughs) So to Mallory's mom, what would be her relation to this? Like Kevin, would that be like just be a stepson? Or it'd be like her daughter's son? So grandchild. (laughs) Um I also yes. think that well, we should okay.
2: <laughs> I think we should talk a little bit more about the warden cuz I think f- as far as like memorable characters I think he was super memorable like I just I was uh you know I think for like the first like 20 minutes that he was in in the movie or the first 20 minutes I just loved his character like he was like killing it I just thought he was really funny like sort of aloof all over the place um, I also loved uh, the mustache
1: and the was, hair. That's got to be the, the most hair, hair he's ass. ever had. Yeah, like yeah, it it kind of like quaffed up. Right. How much pomade did that take? I agree with you though, Chris. I was really happy to see him, and then really happy when I didn't see him anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, which version did you watch? Did you watch the theatrical? The theatrical? Which, yeah. You watch the action? Yeah. So it's on the. Director's cut, I think, was where like his head is on like a pike. Yeah, whatever they, the word uh, they, they, they I, out for the I'm gate. sure
3: in the original theatrical one too, it was uh, you know, they, they corner him in the room and then he climbs the yeah. the gate and then he's like trying to pepper spray everybody. But then you see a little bit later that a couple of them have knives and obviously they're bloody, and then all of a sudden you see his head getting lifted up and he mm-hmm. they're just cheering and you know, and he's just Bouncing around on top of this uh, stake, it's like basically a mop handle, I suppose. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they took care of him. But it's interesting where he used uh, the little what is it like a uh, like a surgical clip to subdue these men. That's right. On the nose, you know Mm -hmm. he had this right. You know he had this uh, tool. Yeah, that's like the fight scene. He
2: uses that, um, where he like, someone comes at him. He like rolls him over, and then he like grabs him by the nose.
3: Yeah,
2: and I think like he like ties he, it, or like, what does he do? He ties it around,
3: or it's it has the, like the the opposing oh, got teeth it on it, so it can just lock, lock in place. Yeah. yeah,
2: oof, that would
3: hurt. No. And then he's he's basically ready to blow a gasket too. Yeah, I mean, I. It's amazing this guy hasn't had a heart attack or a brain aneurysm, how freaking angry he gets in this movie. I've, <laughs> he, I've never seen anybody get that angry in a movie. At one point, he was in, it must have been the guard tower, and they're explaining to him that your basic, your prison is it's, it's being run by the convicts now, and he's just screaming so hard that he's yeah. just spitting.
1: <laughs> it's the complete antithesis of his fugitive role. It's where he's Mister yep. Cool, collected. We're no. gonna catch Mister Kimball Then it
3: is the exact opposite. You All
0: right. Does anybody who else has any notes you want to touch on? We haven't talked about yet.
2: No, I mean, I was just the last thing I was going to just throw out there is like how people felt like felt about the the ending, like killing Wayne. Was that the right move? Like it goes against a little bit goes against what their entire idea was of like, I was having one person who can tell the story and I recognize that there's a camera there, but still it was
0: live. Well, so you liked it. No, I don't over. I don't, there's not a lot I like about like this (laughs) movie (laughs) to be honest. Like it's just,
3: it's a, it's, it's a tough watch.
0: Yeah, it's I think in the time like in the moment yeah. there wasn't really anything like that and there's parts of it I think that seems like tame and does seem simple now to like a lot of the content that's out there today is just I just think it's it's hard like reflecting back on this movie but so um I didn't really care for it but I think, yeah, because after that, they go, and it's, like, the scene of them, like, in, like, the RV, and they have, like, a family. and it's just, like, that seemed weird, too. Like, it, that mm-hmm. didn't really, but at the same time, this entire movie is it's just kind of all, like, over the top, and it's not. Yeah. These characters, nothing happens what you expect to happen mm-hmm. in this entire movie at all, except maybe, like, everybody, like, the prison warden. Like, everybody that runs a prison is dead. Yeah. Besides that, like. And even, like, the good know. guys are, like, shitty
2: people. Like, you yeah, think of, like. Right um tom sizemore's character of like choking out like the prostitute like i killed somebody <laughs> like yeah. even like the people <laughs> that are supposed to be good <laughs> are just <laughs> terrible
0: human beings and they just yeah what actually when the prison like one of my favorite parts though is like and i didn't know i thought this was like an original artist that actually did the song or it was like an old country song or something but when juliet lewis is singing i was born born bad mm-hmm. in the prison cell i think that's probably one of my favorite Scenes, yeah. In the movie again, it's like the whole thing. It's like it's like there's like a red lighting in the room, but on her, it's like shining down like the white mm-hmm. light. But I guess she yeah. wrote that song huh? originally, and I was reading like it sounds like that's kind of was her thing. I don't know if she still does it now, but she loves to improvise a lot on her characters. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the movie that she worked on before that with uh, Robert De
3: Niro. That was Cape Fear.
0: <clears throat> Cape Fear. I guess De Niro like hated the fact that she improvised a lot of her lines and said that it was like a disrespect to the
3: director and the writer. Don't of you the know album. who I am? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Julia Lewis. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> Raging
2: Bull. <Wolf. laughs> Anybody else feel anyway. strongly one way
3: or the other on the ending? Oh, as far as the ending, I did watch the alternate version uh, where they do die. Owen is in the van with them and ends up killing them.
1: Owen does.
0: Owen does. See, now that ending would make sense. But it, sense it wasn't with his... cut
3: together very well,
0: so oh, really? it seemed kind of see, weird. I wanted to go back and actually watch that, like on YouTube or something, just the ending. Yeah. But that ending, I think, makes more sense with his little, like, cameos or, like, you know mm-hmm. like his little like yeah. where he's like in the diner then there's like that one quick scene like i think
3: that mm-hmm. would kind of tie the movie yeah up a lot it, better, it but, seemed yeah. uh yeah it just you know was a rough cut so it, it didn't seem you know it seemed out of place but as far as uh the idea of them dying it's it's almost cla it it's like true romance where the two of them get away also. Uh Christian Slater and uh, Patricia Arquette, they get away at the end there. And uh Quentin Tarantino did that story too. He actually Yeah, did but the true romance play. is just a better
2: movie. It's a I I do I agree with movie. you there. Oh it's so oh, yeah, like, many either. Okay, like, it's yeah, so much
3: better. It yeah. is. That oh, yeah. should be the next that can be the yes, next true one. True romance yeah. is
2: definitely better.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same it's almost the same thing where they get away, you know, at the end, but no, with the two characters in True Romance, just to digress, they definitely are uh, more likable, and they're not as just nasty and mean. I guess mm-hmm. you know, yeah, for lack of better words. But
0: yeah, that's what kind of made it hard for me to rewatch this movie was that nobody is likable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just like watched it and I yeah. kind of like got bored with it and like had to watch it in chunks. I think for yeah. for that reason.
3: Yeah. No, it, it's it is funny when just to come back to mm-hmm. uh, you know when you asked how we felt when we first saw it yeah. in the '90s. I guess I didn't, I did not look into it as much as I did in yeah. this last you know couple of viewings, because it is a hard movie to get through. Yeah. And when you say couple there, viewings, how many? Yeah, viewings? I, well, I did two. Okay. I had just to do kidding. two because uh, the first one it was uh you know I I watch movies uh late in the evening and a lot of times it's like you know i turn mm-hmm. these things into mini series basically i think yeah. i use that term yeah, before right. <laughs> you know and yep. it's just i uh <clears throat> i had to just watch it another one more time you know before because i didn't have very good notes from the first time and mm-hmm. you know i had some things i wanted to did i actually see that or you know i just there are a few you know there are some questions but it's uh, yeah, I definitely will not have to watch this movie for a long time.
2: Yeah, I think my goal was to do multiple viewings. I was going to do it like the first time uh, first day on Friday and then the second time again on Saturday, because I feel like I can pick things up mm-hmm. on the second viewing that
0: I maybe don't pick up the first time. but I just did not like this movie so much. that <laughs> like, I'm good oh, yeah. with the one time. I'm really really curious like what the difference is between like Tarantino's version. Yeah, and Oliver Stone's version was because Tarantino like hated this movie yeah, when it was released. Yeah, because it got so it was almost like a completely different movie. Yeah, I guess he was saying, and like he wanted yeah. to publish it like his version mm-hmm. in a book, but I mean he sold all the rights yeah, to no, it, it except he got yep. yeah except he got the credit on it. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. what he like the version that he you know wrote was completely different from. Oliver Stone's version. But when I first watched this though, like did you get that Tarantino vibe like from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Like especially like when the natural born killers like title screen is like a yep. like, fake blood. You know? I was like, holy shit, like the Tarantino, like was yeah. there who like got that? That just seems like that's such a Tarantino like movie trait. Absolutely. Like right? yeah. and I don't yeah. recall like Oliver Stone any other Oliver Stone movie that is like that
2: no i was looking back at like what he what he did before this and it was like i mean like platoon and jfk and like i love platoon
3: oh platoon's like, amazing
2: yeah. but like i wouldn't yeah. say like n- like all of these movies that he did like none of them i feel like have like this feel like yeah like this is a very like specific uh sensory like that he's going for i feel like in none of his other movies that i've seen i haven't seen all of his, but like, I feel like none of his other movies had that same, like, kind of crass, crusty, yeah. like, very
0: visceral type of experience, right? So, definitely needs to be in the art film category, yeah. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this like, he has
3: not... never returned to this either, Mm-mm, no, since then, Mm-mm. you know. It's uh, yeah, it was like a one off for him. How did this sure. movie do
2: in the theaters, like, did it like.
1: Did it do well? Did it make it good I think money? it
3: did. I don't know what the numbers I, were. Yeah, I saw I it 3 it times in the theater. Oh wow. Yeah. In the theater.
1: So you've seen it 5 times total.
3: Uh, probably more than that. Oh wow. Yeah. You know, but it's been The critical reception well, really was kind of all like over the place too, too. Like all right. I, bet, I bet So here's what it Yeah. 15 years I had not seen
2: it. So budget for the movie was 34 million. Opening weekend Which was August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four. It opened to eleven million. It grossed fifty million. Oh, okay. So. We have
3: a currency inflation machine. So barely made money back. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like I
2: mean I wouldn't call that a box office hit by any means. If you're I mean maybe maybe it was one of those things where like it has got a cult following i don't know i think of like a couple movies like that where like true romance was one where like nobody liked true romance it didn't have a it didn't do very well in the um in the theater and now it has a huge cult following
0: right Um, i wonder how this movie did compared to pulp fiction which again i I think it was like a couple months yeah it was yeah you got Uh, the internet wizard
1: yeah i'm pulled up right i think pulp fiction crushed it
3: i think so too is they, they continue to re-release that every yeah. so often also. Yeah, Alright, so so yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah,
2: Pulp really fiction. Yeah. So again, so eleven million um to make Natural Born Killers. This Pulp Fiction had a budget of eight million. Um Did the opening weekend <laughs> opening weekend it grossed nine million. Um it, and this one came out in ninety four October. The other one was no, august, august 28th 94. yeah so yeah. october 14th um but here's the big difference total gross 107 million that's got to be some vindication for the screenplay he can never right. publish yeah. what was MBK yeah. again uh nbk so like, was, was 50 50? 50 million yeah not even close not even close no. and i mean a much smaller budget too eight million i mean not a much smaller but eight million versus the eleven
1: yeah, I was just thumbing through the IMDB reviews too, cause it, it seemed split, but lower more people disliked it than they liked it. And someone said satire, which is interesting to me, because I never got that feeling. I, I never mean, got that either. No. No. Satire? Yeah. 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 No.
3: I never got that. I mean, but yeah, I did see I did run across that. Yeah. Several times. I mean,
2: unless they were saying like some of this stuff. I mean, if they're talking about satire with like the idea of the maybe like the uh the sitcom. Well, I was thinking yes. the sitcom thing could like a little campy, like yeah. that could be a little satire. And again, I think like we've even talked about it already on this podcast. The idea of like it was trying to poke fun and like it had some social commentary. You talk about like the influence from, um, what's his name, the her Geraldo. Rivera. Yeah, like kind of like poking fun at that and and some of those
1: things. So, I mean,
2: satire maybe, but I feel like it's a stretch.
1: I did too. Yeah, maybe I'm no. thinking of it too close to comedy because satire is fun, you know, <laughs> more than usually. I guess not always. Yes and no, because I would, I would probably
2: call, I mean, I look at uh, Death to Smoochie, like that's a black comedy, sure. but I think that's got some satire in it. Sure. And I don't think it's like,
3: yeah. I've heard this one described as a black comedy too, but I, I, I didn't, I think I laughed once. And I... I laughed once, and it was at uh, something that the warden had said.
1: It, for me, it was when he comes up with the list of convicts to the warden during the riot. That was the only <laughs> time I laughed. <laughs> what do I need those for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Here's like, he's got milk being spilled on yeah. him. <laughs> I did
0: want, one thing I wanted to touch on, too, that I forgot to bring up was... Um, so it's the very end of the movie, it's after they kill Wayne Gale... Then it cuts to like the the real live like news clips. So mm-hmm. I think one is like Rodney Dangerfield, or not Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> <laughs> who is the uh, OJ? You're thinking of OJ, oh, yeah. the oh. the guy that was beat. Then like the trial, whatever. Rodney it's King. Rodney King. Right. Oh yeah, Rodney yeah. King. Yeah. Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney yeah. King. They're close, yeah. right? <laughs> then where it's like the clip of him. Then it's like the clip of uh, um Tanya Harden Harding uh, oh, wiping him yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, what else? The the OJ putting on the glove. Like did now again? Like the we, Mendez we rep- brothers? Yes, yes. Yep. And yep. then that was them yep. like
2: flipping channels too, right? right. Did it Go back to that like kind yep. of like
0: montage of like the yes. It was like okay. the very end is right before I think the credits roll. But well, I, I think, think it's like the scene with them in like in the, the RV, RV or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 But did. I know because we really were like we, that actually. We, I remember. I mean, we probably remember a lot of that stuff as it, like happened, you know, and like yeah, yeah. In, in the current like did that elicit like any feelings in you guys? Because I don't know if it, like sometimes like those childhood memories, like you kind of remember them or you don't, or like yeah. flashes or images of them, like
2: yeah, no. So I I actually really liked that little like end piece. I thought that was really I thought probably, cool. was
0: probably the most powerful part. I of I the agree, movie. and I think yeah. like
2: going back to that like interview scene, I think like one of like. Mickey's entire premises is the idea that we all have this potential. Like the wolf. Yeah, right. Like we all have this potential. And I think again, you see the you see the fall of um of Wayne and him like, you know, going from this like really just person to then all of a sudden like shooting and killing people And, and again talking about like I've never been more alive. Like I think that goes back to like, hey, like there are these people, like we all have it, and like the idea of everybody has a little bit of darkness and we hide it by this like mask that we wear. And I think that's where that was getting uh, or driving at. And so I think they did that really well, especially with that last kind of, you know, scene, but it reminded me a lot of black Klansmen. The end of black Klansmen yeah. blew yeah. me away where really it, it was, it's another kind of vignette of like real atrocities that are happening in the world and real um, issues like with, race relations and things like that. And it's, I want to say it's like two minutes or something like yeah, it's the last right. two minutes, but it is just amazing. And it is powerful. And you sit there at the end and you're just like, wow. Um, and I think, yeah, like that did that final scene in NBK elicited that a little bit for me of like, wow. Like that was really cool pairing it and bring it back.
0: Yeah. Cause I think all the events too, in that clip happened that year, even like the OJ stuff, Happened. I don't because I thought the glove thing was from the trial, but I thought the OJ. That like, was it. Just, it was NBA like, playoffs,
1: or, so it was earlier in the year. Um, OJ anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was. Oh in, yeah, because uh, it was like in June.
0: Yeah. So it was like, I remember June it was happening. It was like right after. I yeah, remember it was so right so after like. I, I, I bet it was of like September this, of that
3: year I think.
0: that the trial started. Because I wonder if that came out so like. Post- I wonder if that was ninety
3: three. That ninety three. I don't remember
0: now. When OJ's trial started. No, it had been the trial started. No, I think it's the trial started late '94 and it went to '95 because I remember the verdict oh, okay. came out like right after I graduated from high school. Yeah. It
2: started. Uh, opening statements were on January twenty fourth,
0: nineteen ninety five. All right, so that stuff must have been thrown in, like on like a, the post theatrical, oh release.
3: So I wonder if that was that wouldn't have been in the theaters. No, at that point.
1: Yeah, because he wouldn't have been on trial, but we would have known the Bronco would have happened.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that that would have been Mm -hmm. But the Kerrigan
0: stuff did. That happened um, in 94. The Rodney King reference, I don't know if that was. I thought that was older. That that was was older, older, yes. The incident was. I
3: wonder when.
1: Yeah,
0: because I remember the riots happened when I was in like 7th or 8th grade.
3: That might have been 92. Like 91 or 92. 91, 92-ish, yeah.
0: Is that when you were born? Sh- Eighty nine. Eighty nine. <laughs> Technically eighties. <80s. laughs> <laughs> Woo. Seventies <laughs> <70s. laughs> <laughs>